It's like this little dirty little bass line. I don't fucking care. Can we move on to a new segment, please? Welcome to Just Two Fans, a sports show about sports. Obviously. About life. Because sports are life. And about just whatever the hell we feel like talking about. So, uh, let's go. What is up, everybody? Yo, yo. I'm Jamie Friedlander. That's Eli Johnson and Chris Burkhart. I'm still here. You're still you're still doing it, bud. You're, After you're our here? almost three week hiatus, there <laughs> pretty much unplanned. Yeah, and I mean we almost missed tonight too with the way my night was going. Let me tell you this: so I was house sitting for a friend all week, right? Um, two dogs, cat, you know, nice big house. Um, so today I was like, okay, I'm gonna feed the dogs a little early because they're not getting in until late, and then I'm gonna head out at like four thirty five o'clock, right? That'll give me plenty of time to get home, you know, wash the clothes I need to for the rest of the week, yada, yada, yada. Um, so I'm, I'm doing the dishes at like 4.15, right? Sink won't, sink won't go down. Nothing in it. I don't know what happened. Just won't go down. So I'm like panicking. I'm like, I just <laughs> fucked up my friend's <laughs> sink. I don't know. Like, it's not like, I, like, like the disposal didn't do anything. I was just like, I, I don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> so I'm like... And then uh turns out uh the uh last night I had made some food and I left it out to cool, right? And uh it's before you put it in the Tupperware because you're supposed to do that because that's how bacteria breeds if you put hot food in the Tupperware. Yeah, I've watched Gordon Ramsay shows too. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> and um and I walked back out to go put it into, <laughs> into the Tupperware and like into the fridge, gone. One of the dogs ate the whole fucking thing. Oh boy. It was so much food. <laughs> and um so as I'm as I'm panicking about this sink because I'm like I don't know what I did. I just ruined his house, right? <laughs> and um his dog shits everywhere in this house. <laughs> just explosive. I was just like god damn it. And so I clean that up. I eventually get the sink. I just like I just I just grabbed a plunger that was under his sink and just went for it and it worked eventually. Um, I don't know. That, so I don't even know if I would have thought to use a plunger on a sink. I'm impressed. I just you know uh, I'm a pretty handy guy. You know, <laughs> if, ever, if you know anything about me is I'm really good with tools and things of that nature. Um, so uh, so I, I I get everything cleaned up. I finally get the sink rolling. Whatever, packed up. I'm out. I'm out of the house at five o'clock. We're recording. Supposedly it's seven o'clock. It is a thirty-five minute drive home, right? I'm like, did they close a bunch of roads too? Again, <laughs> no. There's all the. They actually did close another road by that market. So there's a different one road? road to access that market. One. It's so sad. I mean, it's kind of nice because I go in there, and nobody's ever in there anymore. It's like kind of like a small, like, like almost like New York style, while the aisles are like super small. Um. But like I no, it just people were driving the speed of smell. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like it was I, I so the speed limit's sixty five. We're going forty five the whole way. Two lane. Can't can't do anything is it about snowing it. at least or something? No. It's barely even cold. It was like fifty degrees today. I'm, like I was just like, what the fuck is happening? 
And uh, and then I was like, okay, so I'm going to be running. I, uh, and this is before I thought I was going to be running late, right? I have to go pick up some stuff for our house. Um, like, you know, just general house stuff, like toilet paper, shit like that. Naturally. So I go to the Target. I go inside. And there's, like, not that many people in there. I was like, great, this is going to be quick, easy, get out, in and out, in and out. So I go grab my stuff. I go to the self-checkout. I have three items in my basket, right? And there are eight self-checkout areas, four of which are manned by people doing full shopping carts. Full fucking shopping carts. Who the fuck goes through self-checkout with a full shopping cart? Bro, Garbage eight items people. or less. Come on. Hill people do that. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and then the other four are manned by people who apparently think fire is still magic. Because <laughs> I swear to God, uh, there were two teenage girls. They all they had two fucking bags of, like Skittles or whatever, like two little candies. I, I shoot you not. I got in line, waited in the self checkout, and I I I got my I got up to it eventually. I got my three items. Boom boom boom. In and out. I left before they had finished their transaction. <laughs> <laughs> when I was driving out of the parking lot, they were walking out of the goddamn Target, right? And I'm like, okay, I still got some time. This is when I text you guys, like, I'm probably going to be a little bit late, right? I still have, like, 30 minutes, right? And I'm like, okay, I got to get some food. Haven't eaten since noon. Um, I didn't want to eat right away because I had the smell of dog shit still in my nose. <laughs> And I so I go to Subway. In this Subway, normally not a soul, not a person in this Subway. There were five people in front of me, all of which wanted to tell this fucking 16-year-old behind the counter their entire goddamn life story. <laughs> I do. I just – this is one of those things where it's like, how the fuck did it take me two hours to go from my house 35 minutes down the road and take two small errands – and I'm still late to this goddamn podcast. What the fuck, guys? Oregon, That's how man. it goes? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Don't don't talk to us about being late. I don't know about you, Chris, but <laughs> kids just like change my perception of time forever. <laughs> I, I, I to be honest, I saw I saw the message on my phone and it just said Eli and Jamie because it's a group text. And it said, I'm running a little bit late. And I laughed and looked at Danielle. I'm like, me. fuck. I said, Jamie's running late again. And we just we just had a good chuckle. And then I opened the phone. I was like, oh, it's Eli this time. <laughs> I just, just thought like, it was I'm you. like the first one on the call. <laughs> I don't have a social life. <laughs> Apparently, all it takes is to go to Target with like uh, cave people. I don't, it was insane. I, I yeah. Who I, That shit frustrates what, me, what, too. What kind of person... Goes through. If you're one of those people, listener, if you're one of the people who goes through self checkout with more than ten items, go fuck yourself. Yep. Right now. <laughs> with and a not in a pleasant way. Yeah, yeah, dude. I was just like, what is this? I was like looking around and like everybody's acting like this is normal. I was like, how is this taking this long? There are eight <laughs> fucking registers here. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I could go in with a with a full cart, and I'd probably still beat the the two girls with their skittles because the shit's not that hard. It's, it's not it, that hard. It's like, as easy it, as it gets. Beep, 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 beep. Done. Like when you're next to someone who's like, grab. Let's spin it around three times to look for the barcode that's always in the exact same spot on almost every <laughs> fucking uh, item that you buy in the like backside bottom corner. Or if it's a cereal box on the bottom, this isn't hard. Beep, beep, beep. Done. Done. 
Uh, yeah, the thing is, like, and those scanners are so good nowadays. You can basically just throw it across the thing, and yeah. it's, it picks it up. Yeah. You Blew just have to mind. get it, like, within 10 feet of the scanner, <laughs> and it'll scan. It's, like, it's getting the pack of gum behind me on the wall. Like, come on. <laughs> Jesus, people. Jesus. So that's why I was late today, and that's why I also don't have a beer today. Well, you had time like to like put your stuff down in Target, just save your spot, run to the liquor store, get a beer, and come back, and you still dude, would have checked I was out. So, on time. I was so frustrated. I was like standing there, like I was all impatient and shit. And I was like, "Where?" You know, like and, and like and everybody else is just like like I'm sure people are looking at me like, "Why the fuck is this guy so like riled up right now?" <laughs> it's not just you though. I'll do the exact same thing, and it's more. Oh, yeah. uh, it's more like, why are we making something so easy? Yeah, that's it. So difficult. <laughs> that is exactly like, it. So uh... and slow driving drives oh, me yeah. absolutely fucking. Bo- like, I I get frustrated at grocery stores and stuff. Um, luckily, I don't have to do the grocery store thing very much anymore because you know my wife does all that for me, mm-hmm. but. Um, the slow driving thing, I can't stand that. If you're going yeah. under the sp- speed limit, just revoke your license, get the fuck off the road, and don't ever come back. Yeah. I do. I just, I, so I have this weird thing with efficiency, right? Or it's like, even like I, I'm lazy as fuck. I want to do this the most efficient way possible. Yeah. Right. Like I want, I want <laughs> least this to be amount of easy. work for the yes. most results. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so when, when things are running, inefficiently it drives me up a goddamn wall i just want to like punch shit it's so bad that's i'm with you you're not alone i'm with you 100 on that i hate it i know but we have a lot of sports to talk about so we we do because of our three-week hiatus yes two and a half i don't know whatever it's at these well it was we skipped a week and then we and then i got a puppy and then I got a puppy, and Kate was like, I'm going to murder you if you leave me tonight <laughs> all night with this puppy that's shitting all over the house. <laughs> I was like, yeah, all right, fine. fine. I'll ask the guys if they can do Sunday instead. So here we are. Here we are. And we're doing we're doing Sundays now, and that's cool. You know? Yep. Maybe one of these days we'll do a Sunday afternoon. You know, I couldn't do it today, obviously, but... You know, maybe a little you were dealing afternoon. with your own dog shit, apparently. We were in the same boat. We just didn't know it. I guess, man. <laughs> All right. Yes. Sports. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, the Super Bowl happened, seems like, an eternity ago now, even though it was last weekend. Um, uh, it lived up to the hype of the rest of the playoffs. It was amazing football. This has to be one of the best postseasons of football I've ever seen. I think it was the best, and I don't think it's even close. I honestly I mean, like those last. Close, but I don't I know, man. Those any. last, what was it, seven games between the divisional round, the championship round, and the Super Bowl? Every single game came down to the last drive. Every one. I yeah. I don't. I highly doubt that's ever happened. I certainly wild. can't remember it. Was it. Super it's, good. It was super good. Yeah, everything and about our, it was. Phenomenal. Our boy Matty Stafford got his ring. He that's did. Right. That, that brings us to uh, let's just do this real quick. I still have our sheet here with our picks after all this time, <laughs> and I'm going <laughs> to throw it time. away because it is getting destroyed on my desk here. But anyway, <laughs> um, Chris and I picked the Bengals. Eli picked the Rams. So Eli, good job. Thanks, man. However, 
You lost. No asterisks. <laughs> you just lost. Huge asterisks. No, no you worries. Were, you were five and seven overall after an 0 oh and six start. That is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, five and one after that? Come on. Like, not bad. That's pretty good. Um, I was nine and four, and Chris was uh, seven and six. So, Eli, you were five and eight. I did my math wrong. But, mm. yep. So, there we go. Cool, man. That was that. That was yeah. our pick that meant absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since I didn't even since you missed the, first, the week. first week with the most games. Yes. <laughs> hey, missing I it should to, just like tell you guys. Missing it to be in Hawaii versus missing it to clean up dog shit. I think you were on the <laughs> side of that one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt sure. about it. <laughs> we definitely should have just got your picks because we could have easily done that. But, you know, whatever. Here we are. You know, we live, we laugh, we love. So, <laughs> and it was meaningless. Was for absolutely nothing. I won, so it was for everything. I have all of the bragging rights forever. Mm-hmm. But bragging rights, bragging rights only matter if the other two people care. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they matter to me. Oh, it's just they're not going to matter to anybody else. <laughs> He's going to walk around like I'd be. I won this picture. Look at me go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So Super Bowl, both teams played played hard, played hard, played hard, played really well. I mean, again, you don't have a twenty three twenty game without good football being played. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not like the Bengals just didn't show up. They had a decently, really good chance to win the game there at the end of it. Um, do you guys think this Cooper Cup had the best postseason ever? Because that's being thrown around a lot here. Um, do you think that that is accurate? It, it's hard to dispute. It I is. mean, like, the, his, I mean, his, his he has one of the greatest seasons we ever of yeah, all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, full season over. Yeah, it, everything. It, I mean, I mean, just like yeah, full season, including like, even down to the preseason. Like, yeah, he had an unbelievable year, and that just kept going into the playoffs. It, so it's hard to be like it's hard to be like oh it's, it's the greatest postseason of all time because that's there's been yeah well, I mean Jerry of Rice who have had played. Jerry Rice had a few in those Super Bowl runs yeah. for the Niners yeah, that's where and, I was gonna go well and like I'm um, also, I'm sure like there's been like an offensive lineman who's absolutely dominated for, right yeah, yeah like right. shit like that where it's just like you can't it's that's really it's hard also, to say. It comes back to our greatest of all time argument like transcending time with these greatest of anything arguments is difficult, if not impossible. Yeah. I also think it's interesting because like it's, it, it's easy to say player player X had the best postseason of all time when he plays a position that shows up heavy in a box score at the end of the day, because I think you could easily argue, especially in that game itself, it, he wasn't the best Ram on the field. It was Aaron Donald. He Aaron completely Donald changed that game in every animal. every corner, yeah. every aspect of that game. Yeah, uh, I think I think Aaron Donald might have had one of the best postseason runs we've ever seen, and one of the best regular seasons we've ever yeah, seen. That point. guy was quite unstoppable at every turn. So, um, but but to Cooper Cup's credit, when you're doing that, you know, and you know Robert Woods is out half that year. Odell Beckham goes down early in that game. It's it's not a lot of weapons for Matthew Stafford to go to, and the Bengals knew it, and they tried to stop him. I actually thought the Bengals' defense played a hell of a game. They played a lot better than I thought. They really they would. did, yeah. And yep. Cooper Cup still found a way to 
to get out there, which is crazy to me because then you have the the talking heads and the pundits and this and that talking about how uh, you know he's not even close to being the best receiver in the NFL right now, and it's this and it's that, and like yeah, there's arguments for guys like Devonte Adams, right, and and mm-hmm. all these other guys who are good, but Cooper Cup's in that conversation. Are you fucking kidding me? The dude's phenomenal, especially and, when he did it when no one saw it coming except Oregon fan who saw him torch the Ducks. Like yeah. dude comes out this of is- Eastern Washington and tears the league on fire. Yeah, and it's 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 a weird it's a weird position to have that debate on who's like the best because it is such a dependent position. Yeah. Right? Like you 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 can like you know, you you can be you can be a great receiver with like Allen Robinson, perfect example. Fantastic receiver, open on like eighty percent of plays. Oh just, my god, he's so he good. He's never had a good pass thrown to him. He's and it's so like the good. most unfortunate thing in the world. And so like you look at that, like he's not even in the conversation. But if he was playing with the same kind of offense that Cooper Cup is, you don't know. You, and so it's it's a really hard position to be like he's the best. Like like even oh Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league. Well, it's like would he be if he had if he didn't have Aaron Rodgers? Mm-hmm. You know, would Cooper Cup be the best receiver in the league if it weren't for Matthew Stafford? Right, and, and so, the answer is yes because this writing was on the wall when he was having fucking Jared Goff throw him footballs, dude. Like, yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> fair, fair. But, it's you know, it's like such a dependent position. It's really hard to say, like, oh, they are objectively the best in the league. It, yeah. it just it was, I think Chris kind of hit on the point there for me that makes this so impressive is everybody knew where the football was going to go, especially when OBJ went out. Yeah. Every single person knew who on the Rams offense was getting the football. And they still couldn't stop it. That was what was the most impressive part to me. Yeah. Well, it was like when they were playing. Um, oh shit! Who were they playing? Where it came down to the last second play, and everybody knew it was Cooper Cup up the middle, and he was still just wide the fuck open. It was the? Yeah. It wasn't it the Buccaneers game? The, yes, it was yeah. the Buccaneers game. Oh, it's yeah. interesting to me, too, because like when you go back to what I said about the talking heads, the national pundit saying he's not even in the conversation for best receiver, I honestly cannot remember who it was, but he's like, yeah, he's not the fastest receiver. Okay, then why is he a deep threat? Because you have to have speed to be a deep threat. Secondly, they're like, he's not a great route route runner. Uh, bullshit, because watch the coverages false. that the Bengals were giving in that Super Bowl, and he was getting open because of his route running. That's like, false. He's like, a fantastic Co- route Cooper runner. Cooper Cup is phenomenal. And it's <clears> also <throat> th- th- this idea of, oh, he's not running a 4-2-40, so he can't be a good receiver. Uh, Jerry Rice was Jerry slow. Jerry Rice ends that Famously argument. slow. Jerry yeah. Rice Famously ends slow. that argument every time. Yeah, he was slow. Route runner he was and slow in a straight line. Yes, yeah. like, <laughs> that, this is where the like speed argument, like football fast and fast, are two different things. Mm-hmm. Well, who is who is that kid out of Washington who broke the forty record? Uh, oh, he Cincinnati. played for the Bengals. Yeah, um, uh, I can't think of his name. Oh, John something. Lord. John John something. Ross. John Ross. Where's he now? Fastest guy ever in the combine. I think he's on the Washington Commanders. Yeah, there you go. We'll get to that in a second. Great. I mean, like this, that's the thing is like you, speed only translates so much, and that was like always my yeah, favorite he's, thing. Was he's like, bad. Yeah, he set a combine record, and he's done nothing in the NFL. Yeah, and so like it's, it's just well, like one of those things. Again, it's like that. Like the receiver, a great receiver has to have a full package, right? Yeah. And it doesn't always they like it's a part the best of the receiver package. in the league. The best receiver in the league does not have to be the fastest, the best route runner, the strongest. They don't have to be any of those individually. At all, like for any of them, they don't have to be first in any of those categories. 
but they can still be the best receiver in the league because they have more of each than anyone else. Like they're yeah. not like like Cooper that's Cup can same, do anything. That's on the, the field. same with. It's so weird to me that that is such like the end all be all argument for receivers because no other position do you say like you don't say Aaron Rodgers isn't the best quarterback in the NFL because he's slow. Like right. nobody says that. Patrick Mahomes is faster than him, so Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback. That's not the argument. Well, like, it's, why it's is only, that the it's argument the for receivers? It's the only one that's uh, also like judged by one thing purely, right? Because like quarterbacks, like you don't just you like you have great quarterbacks with weak arms, and everybody knows that, yeah. right? And like, so you can't judge one quarterback to another just based on arm strength. You can't judge one running back on the other based on his trucking ability. You know, it's like. It's 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 the only position that's judged that way. Well, maybe kickers, kickers are because they maybe fairly, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) they have to kick. So, oop, I hit my mic. But yeah, I break it. Yeah, it's I've watched enough Rams games over the years, being you know, and my team, my favorite team, being in the NFC West. uh, Yeah, Cooper Cup is not a flash in the pan. Cooper Cup's the real deal, dude. It's it's just asking. And his story is so great. Like, oh, it's phenomenal. It's I didn't know his story, to be honest with you, at all. And seeing all the stuff that's come out about it is just great. Yep. Love me some Cooper Cup. I just hate that he roasts the Niners twice a year. (laughs) And he's going to continue to. If the Rams can, you know, afford to pay anybody after this year. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it was worth it. It was worth it. Fuck them picks. I, I... I'm all for that. Like people are getting all upset. And some of the people that I even had over for the Super Bowl were like, this is bullshit. Like they bought a champ. I was like, fuck, fuck me. If the Broncos would go buy a championship, I'm all for it. All for I it. don't care. Yeah. Sell <laughs> the next 10 years for all I can. Maybe not 10, but like the Rams sold the next three years, basically worth of draft picks to win a Super Bowl. Do but, it. Watch what the Broncos did after their Super Bowl. They've been shit for six years. But also, uh, time out, like, how did they buy a championship? Aaron Donald's they tra- been there. They, they no, earned it. Dude, yes, dude. I'm saying Aaron Donald has been there forever. I'm not Cam, making that Cam, argument. Cam, I know. I'm just saying people argue that shit, and it's stupid. I know. I'm not saying you are. You're saying other people were. But I'm just saying Aaron Donald's been there been there forever. The cores to that defense have been there forever. Cam Akers was a draft pick. The, they, the core of this team was yes. there. Yeah, so they drafted they, they Odell Beckham it, to be the – Traded for Odell Beckham to be their third wide receiver, and the, they made three. They on. made three blockbuster trades to get here. Is what is abnormal, right? Most teams do, yeah. can't do that successfully. Yeah, but you know they traded for Matthew Stafford. Everyone said Odell Beckham was washed and he was a diva. You didn't want him on your team. wasn't worth the risk. Oh, everyone I agree. said Von Miller was washed. It was a dumb trade for the Rams to do that. Like. Come on. I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. I know you you do. I'm just calling all the people who who think otherwise. It's a bullshit argument. And Sean McVay deserves a shitload of credit for what he was able to accomplish with this, in my opinion. Did you guys see that he hasn't committed to coaching next year? He's like flirting with retiring. (laughs) Have you seen that? Have you seen that, though? No. Yeah. Same with Aaron Donald. There ain't no way. It's it's these. Aaron Donald said he's coming back, but he has continued. He's he's using it as leverage. That's what. Then you know that's what McVeigh's doing too. People argue. People argue that uh, Jim Harbaugh really wanted that um, that Minnesota job. Vikings. Yeah. And I don't think he did. I think he. 
I think he was going to take it if it was offered, but I think he viewed that more as a, as a leverage play. Why do you think he got turned down for that job and instantly signed a five-year extension to get more money? Like it was a power play. It's just, it was what, what we said do. when it happened, whatever, three weeks ago when we recorded last, it was, it was, Hey, I took a pay cut. You guys, I just got to the, you know, college football playoff and you're not offering me any more money. Uh, see ya. Mm-hmm. Make him quiver for a second. Yeah, but, that's exactly what it was for him. Yeah, I don't necessarily. I just, I just don't like the argument of so Team X bought a championship because you're not making that no, argument if your team did it. It's stupid because that's the whole fucking goal, right? No, it's the only championship. Yeah, yeah, and and even the like we said last time, like those Yankees teams that won the championship, and everybody was like they bought it. It's like, I mean, yeah, they bought a few pieces, but again. You can't buy all that much in mm-hmm. any professional sport, even baseball where there's no salary cap. You just can't get away with doing all of that, yeah. right? You have it, to do it a lot, yes. most of it in-house. And the thing is, the Yankees team, I hate to admit it as a Red Sox guy, but that team was full of Hall of Famers who were not Hall of Famers when they started in the fucking Yankee farm system or were got, got there early in their career. Jorge Posada, Andy Pettit, Der- Derek Jeter, like Paul O'Neill's, Tino Martinez's of the world. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, Towards they didn't the end, buy yes, that. But yeah. not back in right. the day. Right, exactly. Anyway, go Rams. Good for Matthew Stafford. <clears throat> how long? Yeah, it was good. How long? Because with the way the NFL is, I mean... The, the Patrick Mahomes getting there three years in a row thing and the Tom Brady's like, that's hard to do. So how long until Joe Burrow gets back? Like, I mean, especially in his in his freaking division. Just being I don't know, man. I hope it's soon. I like Joe Burrow a lot. <laughs> he grew on me immensely this oh, postseason. Yeah, so fun. He is. He is fun. Yeah, um, I, just, I have a feeling it's going to be a while. I, like, I feel like this was to... one of those dream seasons for the Bengals. And at least maybe now they know what it takes to get there so they can build around him a little bit. But yeah, I think it's going to be a minute. I mean, the AFC yeah. is just fucking Stacked. tough with uh, just absolutely loaded with all the young talent at quarterback. I, it's going to be really tough. Like I, as much as I say I like Joe Burrow, am I ever going to pick him against Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or even maybe Justin Herbert in the playoffs? No, probably not, not. long term because all three of those guys have arguably a better offensive line than what the Bengals trolled out there. I don't even God, think it's they got arguable. That's <laughs> not <laughs> arguable. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Bengals should spend Charge their first me. five draft picks on linemen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so did you guys I, I don't know if you guys saw this. Um so at the at the uh celebration, the parade, <laughs> um a reporter or photographer fell off like an eight foot stage. Yeah. Um and Matt Stafford turned around and he's getting a lot of flack for that. How do you guys feel about that? It First wasn't a all, small fall, she fractured her spine. Uh-huh. I said it was an eight-foot fall. I know. I'm just saying, like, it wasn't a small fall. And he was like, whoops, and walks away. And now he's trying to make up for it. They're going to pay for her medical bills, which, you know, good on him and doing that. But, uh, yeah, I would have been like, oh, shit, someone get help. <laughs> well, he he did. He told his wife to help him out because he was <laughs> drunk as shit. He was very <laughs> drunk. That okay, is the fair. That's the fair. thing. It's like, his wife, okay, first of all, his wife is a registered nurse. 
So okay, if I'm I walk standing it back. next I walk to a registered back. nurse, I am not going to run over there drunk <laughs> off my ass yeah, and be like, fair. do you that's need some fair. help? The, no, I'm not doing that. What back. I'm going to do is I'm going to tell my registered nurse next to me, like, hey, somebody fell. Like, help them, please. His, and then re- his reaction yeah. was still funny. He was just like, oh, shit. Like, oh, yeah, no, it was a like, definite intoxicated drunk person reaction. Yeah. Did you Absolutely. see Tom Brady's tweet at him yes, during the parade? Yes, I was just about to bring that up. Yes. yes. Bring it up, Jamie. Bring it up. It was, what did he say exactly? Remember to drink water, Remember, remember <laughs> yeah. to drink water. Yep. Yeah. Take it from personal experience or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. Fantastic. And again, so good. Tom Brady, man. Tom Brady came out of his shell once he left that soulless place <laughs> in New England. Yep. Post-Patriot Brady. Very likable. Very likable. Especially now that he's retired and I don't have to deal with him anymore. Oh, that's gonna be so now nice. he's extremely likable. Yes, yes. Now that, I now hope that we don't have to worry I about hope, Tom Brady being I don't. Want, I I hope he doesn't do any broadcasting. Like I hope he's. I hope he, all he does is live tweet every Sunday. His reactions to shit. That's all I want. Maybe or go a on little the, drunk. Uh, the Manning Eli brothers. And, yeah. Podcast, oh, or gosh, the Manning brothers. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. The Manning brothers and Tom. No, if you really okay, like like so so. What what network does they go on? Is that ESPN that they're on? ESPN, yeah. Okay, it's so Monday Night Football, yeah. Okay, so then if you're your NBC, CBS, any of that shit, if you really want to do it, what you do is you get Brady and you get Gronk, and you do your own oh version God. of the Manning cast, but with Tom <laughs> See, Brady and Rob really, Gronkowski. I guess, I guess maybe Ooh. NBC could with Sunday Night Football. NBC could, NBC could, even though. But it has to be. It can't station. be like CBS or Fox that just have the. You know, the two games in the morning and afternoon on Sundays. You, you can still find those. a way. I'm saying, come on. Just, just let them do the Thursday night What game. they should do <laughs> is just have those two host Red Zone. There you go. There you go. That's what it should be. Those yes. guys should be the hosts of Red Zone. <laughs> those two would be <laughs> That would be a shit show, and it would be awesome. Do you know that the host of Red Zone dehydrates himself Saturday nights? He so doesn't, he doesn't have to pee? For eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That man is committed. I can't think of his name right now off the top of my head. I can't which is either. Because that's like I how I watch football too. now. Yeah. But um, like I was just like I was reading a story about him. Like that man is unbelievably dedicated to his yeah. craft. No doubt about it. <laughs> he no doesn't doubt. take a break for eight hours straight. Not a break. Doesn't get even. Doesn't even get a union mandate. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. Like because he absolutely could. If you've watched Red Zone, like he. He could easily take a break in there somewhere. The only bad part about taking the break is I know people that it's happened to who go to take the break and forget that they're still mic'd up. And then all of a sudden the control room just starts hearing the the pee hitting the bowl. <laughs> like, oh, crap, this is a wireless mic. I mean, maybe I just yeah, maybe he totally has FOMO and, or like fear of <laughs> that's what Eli's doing. What are you, are you alive? I joked on my water. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <clears throat> I lo- I thought I was going to have to call the authorities. I thought you were dying. You don't know where I live. You wouldn't. You'd be of no use for that. He lives <clears throat> in Bend somewhere. It took him two hours yeah, to get there. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, any any other Super Bowl reaction? It was awesome. Halftime show. Was okay. that the best halftime show ever? You no. know what's really frustrating? What? I haven't seen it. What? My stream completely cut out 
for oh the entirety God. of the halftime show. That I even is tried so to go to a legal for you. and it wouldn't work. I like maybe yeah. my internet went down or something. I could not watch the halftime show. That is so disappointing. I need to go get on YouTube. I keep forgetting. But yeah, you need to. Heard it was, it was awesome. A, it was awesome. The answer is no. I don't think it was. It was not the best. What was the best? I think Prince was. Prince blew my mind. Okay. Um, best Prince like recently. I don't care. No, that no, halftime show was think, probably was it the, the best, best halftime show in like the last three years. Sure, but no, we're not. We're talking about the whole thing. Prince, Prince wins. Prince wins. I also thought. I also. I also gotta say, I loved Bruno Mars. His Bruno Mars, one. I really I did, did like as well. I did like that. It too. was a very well done. Production. I just thoroughly enjoyed the throwback halftime show that yeah. us millennials got. And SpongeBob I saw, was I saw, the greatest. I saw like the best tweet ever about that, and it was like. All the millennials right now are being like, "Well, I'm really glad they really they finally got rid of all the old people music for the halftime shows." Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> oh yep. God, we're old. Oh God. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about it was, uh, like, I know it's like the go-to, but like, there's Eminem so many kneeling. cool. Well, I don't care about that. Uh, no, I think I think you could have done so many cooler Eminem songs than "Lose Yourself." I agree. I agree. And Some of the song selections were set, not great, and like you had fifty there for like the surprise value, but he wasn't very good. Like it was just off to me. Um, but Dre and Snoop and and Mary J. Blige, they were they were on. M was M was very subdued for Eminem, which I wasn't entertained by. But the rest of the show was great. I also did. I enjoyed it. Kudos to, to to Dre for not taking out his lyric about the police because I don't care how you feel about that. As an artist, don't tell me to change my shit. Let yeah, me that's on. My fucking like I'll take out the profanities and stuff and edit it, but like the the base of my my artistry, don't tell me to change it. Come on. That's like that's literally the reason they got famous is because they were talking about issues with the police. The the missed opportunity was. They needed to go full Coachella on this shit. And if they would have brought out Hologram Tupac, holy fuck. Oh, yeah. yeah. Holy yes. fuck. Or yeah. Hollow Biggie, dude. Oh, that's what they should have done. That would have been sick. Yeah, that would have been awesome. It was all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dope. I love Biggie, man. Love him. Love it. Do you, okay, real quick. Right. Tupac yep. or Biggie, go. Oh. Tupac guy over Biggie. I'm yeah, I think I, I think Biggie I was so good, mm, but the run was the run was so short. I think that's, that's what makes I think, it. I, yeah, I think I that's think what I makes him even Chris. that much better, dude. Like that. Oh, it's a tough I just one. Biggie's flow. Just like it just sits so well with me. I just like like he sits that, everything in that pocket. Oh, I love that shit, man. They're There's both some, legends. Yeah. Let's, oh yeah, but I, but yeah, I, yeah, I go to neither back. of them are bad. <laughs> that soft sound of Biggie with that this that slight lisp. It's pretty. It's oh, baby. yeah. It's a good one. Good one. Both Anyways. great, though. Both great. All right, that's the end of the Super Bowl. Uh, one thing that we brought up that was happening the day after we last recorded um, <laughs> was the Washington Football Team announcing their new name, and we and knew they is, were going to bungle it. And it is the Washington <laughs> Classic Commanders. It's just a Madden generated name, baby. <laughs> With no color change, no nothing. They got a we new logo, obviously. We waited three or two years for this. Two it should have been the red years. tails, and they should have changed their colors to be red, white, and blue. Yeah. Because they're believer, in fucking I told this D.C. 
Yep, told this to Jamie earlier. If you are, if you play in the nation's capital, it should be required that your colors are red, white, and blue. Capitals do it. The Wizards change their colors; they're red, white, and blue. Nationals yep. go with the red, the red and the white. Uh, come on, this was the, I, I. I don't. It's not even. It's not even like I'm a ruin. It is. It's. It's to throw back to Monsters Inc. Since we're all millennials, and we're talking about throwing back. It, it's puce. <laughs> It's puce and gold, <laughs> and it's ugly. It's the, it's one of the worst color schemes in all of it's sports. It's terrible. It's terrible, and I would have been okay with the name change if they had changed the colors. Fine. You got the Capitals. You got the Nationals. Like, okay, I can kind of get with the theme there, but to keep the color scheme and go with Commanders just if, lame as fuck. I wonder if they didn't change it because of the Patriots. Because that is the Patriots' color scheme. So, other I, teams I mean, have sa- reason. similar same color schemes, reason, but maybe that's it. I don't know. Well, I mean, the Giants are red, white, and or silver, red, and blue. So, same color as the as the, as the Patriots, just a slightly different shade. So, no, well, I mean, you're not wrong. The Texans, same. I mean, I, the Giants would actually make more sense as an argument because they're in the same division. Yeah. But it's still well, dumb. Well, it make them change their colors too, damn it. Yeah, fuck them. What have they done recently? Also, Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> anyway, stupid. Anyway. Um, either, I, also, this, this color scheme would have been okay with me if they went with Red Tails, which is what the name should have been anyway. Yeah, no, they bungled it. We and we all knew it. Yeah, it was right? totally. Like, yeah, Dan, Dan we called is, it. We, you're right. We called this three, three years ago or whatever. It happened. I I can't imagine that Dan Snyder <laughs> did anything other than absolutely lucked into his franchise because the way he runs it is atrocious. Oh yeah, it's no bad. doubt about it. Like I, I mean, they've got to have like, do they even have a fan base anymore? Like it's insane. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it's a pretty big fan base, but yeah. It's weird. Man. I don't know how. Every every turn, it seems like there's like a very clear set path on what you should be doing. And he's like, mm, nah, let's just take that path, make it a little more racist, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll just go with that. I mean, the problem is there's plenty of racists out there that still are, that hold the firm line of, I'm always going to call them the Redskins no matter what you say. True. Well, that's you also, always get that nonsense crowd. That's also stupid. Like, Regardless, oh, there's plenty of stupid. There is my, no lack of stupid in the world. I love that shit so much because, like, they're like, I'm never going to not call them that. Like, I'm never going to call the Cleveland Guardians that. I'm not going to call them that. And it's like, in three years, yes, you will. Because that's yeah. going to be the, the norm. The first game you go to, you will. You may not. You may not. But after, it, people are so fucking afraid of change at all, especially in sports. That like, but like, it changes, and then you're like, okay, cool. Like a couple years later, it's like whatever, man. Oh yeah, it's like when the Broncos. I'm gonna gonna continue to call them the Houston Oilers, even though they're Tennessee Titans now. Like, (laughs) get fucked. Well, when the Broncos, (laughs) when the Broncos sell their team here this year, it's happening soon. Whenever that happens, I guarantee you, there's going to be a new logo and possibly color scheme modifications that happen. And there's going to be all kinds of uproar, or maybe not, if it, if they make it really fucking cool. But let's go back to that classic. Change happens color. all the time. 
the classic the classic Broncos jerseys are my favorite with the D with the Bronco coming out yes. of it. Yes, oh. uh, go back to that. See, go back to that. Just like update the Bronco a little bit because that horse is lame as fuck. Oh, it's bad. But there was that time where like everything was trying to be like. I don't know the word because, like, I'm not saying like edgy, like pushing limits, but like every every logo that came out was like very hard, right? Pointed pointed edges Angry. and looked like yeah, like Angry. everything was just yeah. like New dolphin weird, yeah, like every yeah, I, yeah. It's, <laughs> just go back to the old thing that 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 worked for me, but yeah, yeah I don't we'll know see. what these what these name changes are though, because like you you said it. You said it too, uh, uh, Eli. You know, in in three years, Guardians going to roll off the tongue just like the Indians used to. But the thing is, that annoys me is just like the the Washington football team here is you you leave like really good ones on the table, like the 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 Cleveland Indians. Now the Guardians should have been the Spiders, which is a major throwback to the history of baseball in that city. Guardians is just a throwback to you know the statue on the bridge and has a little bit to do with the city but like cleveland spiders as corny as it sounds is a major throwback to baseball history in that town like that's what you should have been this is too easy why is everything that's so easy have to be so hard i just i don't get just it just like target <laughs> just right. like self-checkout target every other team in the <laughs> league is trying to get out but here is washington and here's cleveland fucking trying to buy skittles at self-checkout it makes perfect sense <laughs> What a great callback that was, guys. That was phenomenal. Hands in. Hands in. <laughs> team on three. One, two, three. Team. team. <laughs> Fantastic. Look at us. It's like a real podcast. <laughs> what do you know? After all this time. After all this time. We're finally real boys. <laughs> Year and a half into it. <laughs> all right. Uh, we should have done this to start because we started by talking about football. But, you know, this three-week hiatus kind of threw us off our game game here. Although we just had probably the best callback in. That's true. (laughs) So we're back, right? We're back into it. Yeah, we got... To celebrate being back into it, we're going to do Beer of the Week. Beer and Whiskey of the Week. (laughs) Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Nice. Why is it Beer and Whiskey of the Week, Eli? Well, let me tell you, Jamie. (laughs) Um, so in my fervor of the last four hours, um, I forgot to grab a beer. I, I like you said, yeah, pre-show, I had time or not even pre-show during the show. Yeah. I had time to set my, uh, my <laughs> stuff down, go get the beer from a different liquor store, come back and then still go through my target checkout in the same amount of time. I didn't think of that it's too mad. So instead, uh, what I have in my house... Oh, actually, no. One of you guys go. I have a beer in my fridge. You guys go. I'll be right back. <laughs> Chris, take it away. But I kind of want to know what the whiskey was. Can't you get a beer at Target, though? Oh, you can in Oregon. Can't do that here. Oh, you really? Oh, wait. Yes, we can now. That's that's new. I think you can. I don't know. I don't buy enough groceries at Target. Here's the thing. I think uh, it has to be a super Target, okay. right? That has okay. the groceries. I don't know. There's Fair probably enough. some fucking. Now, 
Yeah. Fun beer of the week here. I have not even had a beverage since the last time we recorded. I had the full disclosure, you know, since Dre did the halftime show and and, and all that, we're getting to the age where we got to start making doctor's appointments and stuff like that. <laughs> had some blood work done just to make sure. And I was like, well, well, maybe we'll have to cut back on the alcohol just a little bit. Not for this show, though. I've determined that this show is where my beer drinking will continue to be. But because I haven't had Same. any, I haven't had a chance to get new beer. So we're still on the Aloha Death, uh, which I gave a very good ranking last time and is still my favorite coconut beer. One sec, one sec. And look at that. You get you get a you get a little a little sound, a little hug from the girls who are going to bed. Good night. I thought, Eli, I thought Eli, for Jay, sure you were giving her a sip of beer. <laughs> yeah. No, I, hey, love you girls. So, yes, we're still on the Aloha Death, which is still probably the best beer I've had on this show. Mm-hmm. Nice little night-night drink so for the girls. damn good. And when you've been cutting back, <laughs> cutting back, rechanging my diet. Hell, I've lost five pounds since the last time we recorded, boys. Hey, we're, and that, we're doing good. I've lost 11, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that was like COVID I had, I, I had a lot more to lose than you. <laughs> It's all those squats you're doing, picking up that dog shit, bro. Ah, uh, dude, yeah. But anyway, this tastes delicious, especially when you haven't had one for two weeks. Again, highly recommend the Aloha Death. Holy crap, is this a beer, good beer. So, uh, speaking of squats, I do have to interject here for a second. <laughs> um, so, I've been working on my mobility and flexibility uh, uh-huh. for the last, like, like, four or five months, and I've gotten a lot better. I used to, like, not be able to squat at all. Like, I just couldn't do it. Um, and now I can like actually get like my hamstrings onto my calves a little bit, right? So I was doing squats at, uh, at my when I was house sitting. I had like the weights over my shoulders. And I was doing some squats. I was going real deep. I've never been like literally even in high school I couldn't go this deep into squats. I now to grass baby. Yeah, I, and, and I'm getting there, right? I'm still not asked to grass, but I'm getting there. Um, but what what comes with that is when you can go lower into a squat, it works muscles. That weren't engaged before. Uh-huh. I swear to God, it felt like I tore my entire groin hip area as I was doing these squats. It, and I'm still so sore from it. Like, I did them on Tuesday, and I'm just like, ah. Anyways, I got my oh, beer. Man. What is it? Um. So. Uh, Wait, Chris, would, uh, does the Aloha Death keep its... You gave oh, it five yes. stars, I believe, last time. Yeah, it keeps it. It it keeps its score. It didn't go down. If anything, like I said, when you haven't had it for two weeks, it went up. It's it's fucking phenomenal. Nice. Five point one. <gasps> I love. Yeah. <laughs> Rated six star. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I love this beer. So good. I have to look for it. Solid. Um. So the reason I forgot about this beer is because I won it at a trivia night, and by one, I mean. Uh, there was an answer to a trivia question that was Tailspin. It was the answer, right? You remember the show Tailspin? Yep. Oh, and, yo. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy, uh, good segue, because the guy who's hosting trivia goes, I'll give a free beer to anybody who can come up and sing the theme song oh, correctly. Nice. Uh, so I get my fat ass up. I run all the way into this goddamn tent where they're doing this, this trivia. A guy beat me because he was sitting right next to the guy with the mic. And so I go, I'm so fucking sick of this place. <laughs> Jokingly, obviously. I was like, I'm so sick of this place. And they went and found me and gave me this beer. And I brought it home and put it in my fridge and forgot about it. That was like four <laughs> weeks ago. So um, this is from Silver Moon Brewing, which is where the mm-hmm. trivia is held. It's a great trivia. Um And it's called the Mango Days Mango Pale Ale. So here we go. A little ASMR for you. 
Mango Pale Ale. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah, here we go. A little sippy sip. I've actually never had this, so. Oh, that's pleasant. Hmm, that is D. Wait for it. Delightful. Delightful. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's super light. It's really crisp. You do get a mango, but it's like not overpowering, which is a lot. Like a lot of mango beers, like are just yeah, like for sure. punch you in the face with mango flavor. This doesn't do it. It's a very mellow but very good. Tastes like an actual ripe mango, um, and not like fake shit. This is really good. Um, I'm gonna give it four and a half. It's a very good beer. Not bad for a beer nice. you forgot you had. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, here's mine. Um, this is from Fremont Brewing on Seattle Earth. Apparently, not Seattle, Washington. Seattle mm-hmm. on Earth. Fremont's really good. I like their beers. This is the Sky Kraken. Hazy pale ale. I think I've done this. I think I did a sky kraken because oh, the maybe. can's super cool. I don't know. We yeah, it is cool. It's got a kraken in the sky. Yeah, yeah. Look at yeah. that. I can't remember all the beers you've done I mean, anyway. Done I haven't so done this, so here we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, that's fizzing. Oh, that was fizzing. All right, here we go. Oh, that's really good. This is not a pale ale, especially like a hazy. This is not one that like kicks you in the face, right? Like sometimes the hops are just like over, kind of like your mango thing. Like the hops are overwhelming. This isn't that. It's a very smooth pale ale. Love that. I feel like it has a citrus undertone. I don't know. It doesn't tell me. Um, very, very good. Super drinkable, which is what I mostly am looking for in beer these days. Occasionally I want the one that's like super flavorful and stuff, but mm-hmm. this is just, yeah, very drinkable beer. I'm going to go 4.25 solid. Dang. All right. Yeah. That's really good week. Good week for beer. We had, that's two. Cause the last time we recorded, we also had very good beers. All of us. Well, these are yep. my last my last Aloha deaths, so I'll get some new beers before next next time. Like I said, just cutting it back. I'm just making sure that that, that I'm like, if I'm going to have like one or two beers a week now, because I don't know about you guys. I'm, we're going to go off of rails for a second, but anytime I try to lose weight, it's my body does real bad on alcohol. I tend to gain the most weight when I drink a lot. Well, so it's like no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, as soon as I cut it out, I'll start to lose weight. So I'm like, I'm going to cut down to like one or two beers a week. And I'm like, that's... That's beer of the week, baby. Yeah, Sorry, see, Dan. Sorry, Danielle. No social drinking with you. That is phenomenal <laughs> in theory for me. I I really do, like. I don't drink beer every night just to drink it. I'm a very much a social drinker. But like in two weeks, I have a bachelor party I'm going to, and then three weeks after that, I have a wedding I'm going to, and then you know that's just whatever. Yeah, Super hey, what Bowl was last weekend, and we had people over, so it's like yeah. it's just. Oh, yeah. Beer gets what consumed. What I'm going to do is I haven't done one since college, but my wife has been on me lately is shotgun. And no, in the next <laughs> next few years, 
next few years, excuse me, the next few weeks, I'll figure out what I need for ingredients. But I have all the stuff to make my own batch. Brew, yeah. And I'll, I'll brew my own beer and then figure out how to get some to you guys so that we can have beer of the week can be you know our, our own brewed beer. I'm going to, next week, maybe not next week, because I have like this six pack that I got last time of different beers that for this show specifically. So I want to get through those. But I want to try, like, if you guys, you have to have seen the ads. I don't know if it's Budweiser or Coors or whatever came out with the zero-calorie beer. I didn't see that. I want to try it. It has to taste terrible. It has, it has to. to. You know, it's funny, Chris. You say that uh, you're, you're brewing your own beer. You you can. Um, I I am brewing my own mead right now. Nice. Um, and oh, I just, we, I just this weekend we just uh, racked it into its new little homes. We're flavoring it. So know, maybe what I'll do is we'll have a mead of the week. There you go. I know you're brewing your mead because you you brought this up, which made me think of pirate pirate music because it made me think of the band Alestorm, <laughs> right, which right. made me oh, try to right, share yeah. Alestorm music to you, which is what crashed our intro last time we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> wow okay yeah throwback but yeah we uh just this weekend we're just we put it into a new vessels we got some blood orange we're gonna do one with nice. um with citra hops we're hopping it and then we're also gonna add um a little bit of sweet extract to it um <laughs> and then you know we got some we got some fun stuff going and it's uh, it. i mean it's gonna age for nine months but yeah you know yeah the beer like, we'll be on I, episode I, 100 beer, and you'll pop open your mead yeah. Yeah, there you go. When I do a beer, it takes about a month and a half to two, depending on what kind you're making. Yeah, I did. I've done like the a ruby clone from McMinimins, and then like I did, uh, I did a coconut vanilla porter too as well. And let me tell you what: when you get a buzz off the, your own beer that you made, it's a great feeling. Oh, it's great! It's great. <laughs> I, I brewed in college, if you remember. I think were you were either of you guys at the day when we opened our, our beer after brewing I it? I was. I don't think yeah. So. It, it tasted fine. Smelled like a fart. Yeah, it don't know why. Terrible. It smelled like a fart. It, but it, it did taste good. good. Yeah. My very first batch of beer, I messed up somewhere along, along the line, and it didn't fucking carbonate. So I waited for like a month. I I'm oh, so excited. I go no. to crack one. Flat. But crack the next oh, one. Flat. Gross. Oh man, ruined the whole batch. <laughs> that sucks, dude. Anyway. Anyway, all right, let's move right along to the Olympics, which just concluded tonight with the closing ceremonies in Beijing. Chris, you already said you didn't watch. I say, does that really mean it's over? I mean, they started before the opening ceremony, so are we sure there's not like three days of random Yeah, I don't know why both the Summer and Winter Olympics do that now. They start before the opening ceremonies. I think it's stupid. It's like the dark. Yeah. It's like a dark match in wrestling where you have like two, you know, two or three matches before the pay per view actually starts. Yeah, it's stupid. Anyway, yeah, you just alluded to it. I did not watch a lick of the Olympics. Did not watch a lick. I, unfortunately. Like I, the thing is, like there was like no advertising about it. None. Like, I basically completely forgotten that it was going on. NBC. I, mean, I watched all here and there, but the only reason I watched is because I recorded the primetime coverage every night so i i kind of tried to get the main events and watch those but yeah there was not a lot of uh, just, like, promotion going and on and there also like wasn't like that many great like storylines that they were marketing anyway like you know sean white coming back was fun uh chloe kim going for another gold medal back to back was fun but 
after that. Yeah, I mean, the problem is there should have been, right? Like, Aaron Jackson and Alana Myers-Taylor made history as the first two black women to medal in the Olympics, at least for the U.S., if not, period. Um, yeah, let's see. Um, yeah, Aaron Jackson celebrates gold medal in 500-meter figure skating, the first black woman to win an individual gold medal at the Winter Olympics. Like, that's a big it's deal. That's cool. cool. Um, and if you saw, like, if you watch the coverage, it was cool coverage because, so she was an inline skater and in 2016 was the first time she put on ice skates and she looked like Bambi on the ice. (laughs) Like she could not. And then in 2018, she competed in the Olympics, but I, she either got, no, she didn't medal. Uh, I think she fell or something and then she just dominated this it was it was fun to watch and obviously short track speed skating we've talked about it is a lot of fun anyway yeah. um, it also it also doesn't help that like the u.s had a like an overwhelmingly disappointing olympics the u.s generally doesn't show well at the winter olympics because i saw that too um they came i think they were fourth in overall medal count or something like that fifth. fourth or fifth um and I looked at 2018 just out of curiosity, and they were fourth then, too. So, U.S. doesn't dominate the Winter Olympics like they do in the summer. Um, but, yeah, I don't... I, maybe it is the fact that it's the Winter Olympics and people just don't care as much. I don't know. I can't I can't put my finger on it, but I certainly wasn't well, all I that just, I just, like, look back on the days when it was, like, when it was Sean White, Danny Cass... Um, Apollo Ono, and like you can remember all these names, right? And like, um, Lindsey Vaughn, and what was the guy? I can't think of his name right now. I don't know. They still got big names and all those, but it's you just, got- like, they're not marketing it. That's the big issue. It was like, I yeah. like, I remember, I remember like going into like a month before when it was, you know, Sean White, Danny Cat, all those guys, Apollo Ono, Apollo Ono, like when he was when he was big, they were like marketing him year round. And then it was like they're ramping it up when it was like about time for the Olympics, and I, don't know, I just didn't. It didn't feel like like anybody cared about it this year. Maybe it's because well, like maybe not going to happen. Like I don't know. Yeah, the Winter Olympics have always been the like the lesser of the two Olympics too. Like, mm-hmm. well, there's no doubt about that. They didn't wonder, start until 1932 or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> there's I wonder no if anything, way that they can be as popular. Yeah, I wonder if anything plays into it. Uh, Eli, if because of because of the Summer Olympics being postponed a year, so that entire extra year of lead up that would usually be pushed all onto the Winter Olympics was pushed onto figuring out what to do with the Summer Olympics. That's and then you had true. and then you yeah. had to take what would have been two because they you weren't going to do a ton of winter pub uh, pub ahead of Summer Olympics because the Summer Olympics are far more popular. So you're going to get all your revenue from that. And then you have mm-hmm. one year to try to get as much as you can, but it's still a lot of question marks. So I, I think I think underrated how much that postponing of a year affected oh, I, the overall sponsorship. Yeah, and, I think and advertising time. of it. Big well, time. I think, I think there's a, there's another problem here that like you know the last I think like what two or three Winter Olympics have been have been in places that don't get snow. 
Yeah. Right. See, I actually thought that. So I watched a lot of the coverage and I actually thought some of the scenes that were created in China were phenomenal. And I wish more people got to see it. It's like if you watch the the ski jumping, right, the the Eddie the Eagle, you just basically yeah, fly yeah. as far as you can fly. They like there was I think it was on TikTok or tweet, Twitter or something. Um, one of the ski jumpers was up at the top of the ski jump. And they were filming and they turned it around and they showed like what looked like LED lights just like lining the background. It was the fucking Great Wall right fucking there. Like they yeah. had such cool and like the uh, freestyle skiing course was like in the middle of a shutdown nuclear power plant. So like some of the scenes of those guys jumping with those giant ass chimneys from nuclear power plants in the background were just kind of cool and like yeah, I, the, I mean i don't i don't mean like necessarily this this one was so bad but like sochi was terrible sochi that was one was awful it, that right? one i had tweets come up on my time hop um about how like because the snow was terrible yeah soft it was hot it was like 50 degrees and they're trying to do downhill skiing and the snow's yeah. melting and so i think i think having another one of those and if i remember vancouver their snow was terrible that year, if I remember. I could be it remember, was South Korea. Um, it was the one in um, Pyeongchang four years ago. Oh yeah, it, it was. It just, was really bad. It, it's just like you know. I think I think they just kind of suffer from. Well, obviously, see the problem. The like in like, this one, in this one, like the conditions were phenomenal mm-hmm. for most of it. Yeah, yeah. The snow was actually really good, and which is unfortunate um, because I think they've suffered from the other ones well, being so. Bad. I mean, and it also sucked in the U.S. that some of the major players really didn't do well. Sean White didn't medal in his like that was a big one of the biggest storylines was Sean White competing in his final competition, not just Olympics. He retired after his last run, and his last run was a fall. Yeah, right. I, like he didn't medal. Uh, Michaela Schifrin had an unbelievably disappointing Olympics. She had three DNFs and uh, didn't medal in the team event. And she's the most dominant skier of all time. Yeah. So all of that kind of combined for it to be a disappointing Olympics. Um, Chris, like you said, the Winter Olympics is never going to be on the same level as the Summer Olympics. The majority of the country doesn't ski or anything like that so it's hard for them to grasp a lot of this stuff everybody knows how to run and knows how impressive it is that somebody runs fast you can't really grasp the gravity of the skiing i did i did like a little thesis in college on like why some sports are way more popular than others like why is soccer the biggest sport in the world right and a lot of it has to do with like can the majority of people play it if they're poor right because that's like a huge audience is like the the world's poverty right and like so like that's why soccer's so big because basically all you need is two mounds of rock and a ball and it doesn't even be inflated right to right. play it and and so that's why soccer's so big because like kids can just go out and play it no matter what you can be rich poor doesn't yeah. matter and, oh, yeah. and so like and, and that kind of boils down to the olympics right like every winter olympic sport you have to be rich to do essentially right or you have to be well off in some way um yep. or get lucky and um, like like you said, like with with the Summer Olympics, you anybody can run. No matter where you are, you can find somewhere to run that's flat. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. It's like even their team sports. I mean, it's not not a lot of uh, not a big uh, youth hockey 
uh, community in Portland or yeah. Los Angeles or, you know, yeah. or Denver. Yeah. Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Minnesota, but yeah, I, I think that definitely, definitely plays into it. Yeah. I mean, I had numerous people come over to my house or whatever, and I'd have the Olympics on big. Like, this is the most Olympic coverage I've watched all the whole time. Like, yeah. I mean, I like the winter Olympics, but I grew up skiing because yeah. I'm in Colorado. So it makes a lot of sense. Like, I understand how difficult it is what they're doing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't or don't appreciate it. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, also, think, I mean, I, think I also a think a lot of viewers aren't stupid and are not going to tune into basically glorified coverage of a place that is has quite a few of uh, human rights transgressions going on at the moment. I yeah. think that had a lot to play into it and their neighbors to the north are getting ready to invade ukraine and all this dumb shit so yeah i think i think viewers aren't stupid <laughs> like crazy i think crazy. i Money think talks, the sports right? aspect of it was a little le- more important for the most part i think i think that's definitely a piece of the puzzle oh yeah for sure um but anyway but yeah i so. definitely think the postponing of the summer olympics is just ruin the ruin the push. Ruin the push. Oh, I think that's for sure. And you know, like we weren't starved for Olympic action. Usually we're ready for the Olympics every two years, right? Like yeah. we're ready, or I guess usually the Winter Olympics are a year and a half after the summer, right? Because see whatever seasons. But I'm usually ready for the Olympics by the time the Winter Olympics come around. I wasn't really itching for it this time. Yeah, because it does, it does feel like the Summer Olympics were like a month Yesterday, ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they basically were. Um, And, you know, like, and of course, there's controversy. Like, I don't know if you guys saw anything about the Russian figure skater, uh, Camilla Valieva. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. She's the one who, like, tested positive for PED. Yeah, and they let her compete. And, like, she's a 15-year-old, so everybody fucking hates her, and she's competing. And the Olympic Committee's just like, yeah, whatever. She tested positive, but we don't care. Well, they wouldn't let... Um, Shikari oh, Richardson. Yeah. Fucking stupid. Stupid. God. Because she had high testosterone levels, even though that's her body's natural state. Fucking... Ugh. Wasn't Jesus. it weed? It was weed. Oh, it, it was weed. weed. It was weed. There, but there was also another person who, uh, another lady who, her natural testosterone levels were higher than average, and so they didn't let her compete. And they're letting a person who's on actual PEDs at 15 years old do it. Yeah. And Shikari Richardson was, you talk about stories. I mean, it wasn't like her her biological mom like passed away during the Olympic trials and she still went and yeah. Won, run. Yeah. Uh, she was just, I mean, she's um, marketable as all hell, like fun as hell to watch run. Yeah. Can't, can't, can't come to the Olympics because you fucking smoked weed where it's fucking legal in like half the fucking world anyway. So stupid. It's, was it, if, if I'm not mistaken though, wasn't Shikari Richard thing a U.S. track issue? Not an IOC issue. I don't give a fuck who it is. I agree. (laughs) I agree with you. I'm just saying that was U.S. track and field saying you can't compete. And this was the IOC saying you can compete for whatever fucking stupid reason. Unbelievable. Have you guys, uh, well, I think the name of the movie, I'm going to look this up. I think it's uh, Icarus. Have you seen that? No. no. Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay, look it up on, uh, it's on Facebook. But it is literally about... um, 
Russia and their doping scandals and how this one athlete, uh, the, 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 the documentary filmmaker gets in contact with a guy who was part of like the original oh, Russia, on Netflix. that, uh, the original, uh, doping scandal with Russia and basically gets drugs from him to try to enhance his performance to see if he can. And then like all sorts of shady shit happens like from the Russian government during the filming of the, uh, it's, it opens your eyes to the, the doping scandals and stuff. So, uh, I, I, I went into it like, ah, oh, we'll try this, see if it's good. I think it's worth a watch. Really good watch. All right. Uh, I wasn't going to dive down this rabbit hole, but we're going there now. Um, but so the, obvious- Real quick, though. Um, I did look up the Icarus movie. There is a guy in the in the cast credits whose name is Dick Pound. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Just... We can we can move off from that, but I have to put it on record that there's a man named like, Dick Pound. He has to like it when they do first or last first on the yeah, pound when you fill it in. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I wasn't going to bring this up, but we kind of talked about it, I think, in the Summer Olympics. Do you guys... So right now it's like the... It, the Russians don't compete under the Russian flag, right? Because they're banned from the Olympics. They compete as the Russian Olympic Committee. Should they be allowed to compete at all? I think they should have to compete as independents because there right. are so independent you, athletes. Because you have independent athletes that compete under the Olympic flag. Yes, mm-hmm. I think they would. Ha- I think they should have to do that. Yeah, I mean, because everybody knows what the Russian Olympic Committee is. Like, yeah, who, right. Who, who are you trying to fool? Yeah. You just not giving credit to Russia by not having their flag it's directly half, it's, it's, up there. I mean, it's 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 half ass. It's a half punishment. Bureaucratic bullshit. Like, yeah, it's bureaucratic. It, 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 it literally is. It's a hey, look at us. We're doing a good thing, but we're yeah, we're, we're still, banning Russia. Yeah, it's, that like, is, like, it's like one of those that is the like, IOC's way of doing yeah. a good thing. But I mean, I, like I I kind of get where they're coming from, right? Because they don't want to punish the athletes for what the government was doing. So I I get that, but like let them compete only under the independent athletes like i agree it would be crazy though because like the independent then the independent flag would probably have the second most competitors in the world <laughs> at <laughs> that point I, my favorite was the summer olympics the independence they were so hyped to be there they're my favorites uh, like i root for them over america would they sometimes. be your favorites if it was russia though no, like wouldn't. they wouldn't but be mine would be as excited the reason I love the independents is because they're just like, I don't know if you remember during the open ceremonies of the last Olympics, they're like out there like fucking, yeah, like pumping their arms and shit. Like They were enjoying the moment. Love that. They should have so to good. compete for Rabonia. Rabonia. Sounds like something you just made up. Yeah. <laughs> a land I didn't <laughs> make up. It's <laughs> oh, a great show. Coming back, by the way. It is. It is. So me and Trevor get to uh, settle our is it a time loop debate. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you get which do I'm that. right about. He can fuck off. <laughs> Sweet. <funny. laughs> All right, that's the Olympics. Now we get to wait three and a half years for the next Summer Olympics in France. Three and a half years, isn't it? Twenty twenty four. Two and a half years. Try again, one and a half years. One and a half years. Yeah, twenty twenty four. Four years yeah, in like between season. Two and a half. Olympics. It's two and a half years. Summer of 2024. And we're going to have our yacht. Remember? Call back yes, to the August. Yes, the Justin Fair's yacht. Yes. Yes. 
Chris wasn't a part well, I, I at that say, point. I gotta say, but you're welcome. Paddle boat? Our listeners really need to get on top of that. Quickly. <laughs> we got two and a half years to buy a yacht. I'll start the GoFundMe. Cool. <laughs> Appreciate you. Like I said, like, if all those fails, my mom and dad just bought a fresh new paddle boat. It seats four. It's <coughs> too comfortably, but does seat four. Does have cup holders. You know, I've got I've got cousins in North Dakota who have a two pontoon boats. So we could do that. I'm telling you, we got some we got some options. We got pontoons, we got paddle boards. My parents have some kayaks. Get those. We're gonna have a blast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving right along. We weren't gonna talk about college basketball. Until, but, but today, <laughs> Jawan Howard just decided to make his presence known in basketball world again. What a guy, um, huh? blazer legend. <laughs> um, I don't know what to make of this. I didn't watch it live. Um, I saw some of the reporting on it. Did either of you see more than me? I mean, I saw the video of it. All right. I mean, I just saw it on Sports Center too, but. Um, hey, Juwan Howard was pissed. The, they were getting boat raced by Wisconsin. Wisconsin called a timeout with like 15 seconds left to empty their bench. That pissed Juwan Howard off. Juwan Howard goes to walk right past the Wisconsin coach, and he takes his mask off and just says, I'm going to remember that shit. And the Wisconsin coach grabs his arm, um, and he says he's trying to explain to him what was going on, and then Wisconsin coach defenders are saying that, he was trying to de-escalate the situation, which is horseshit because anytime someone is already pissed off at you, the best way to de-escalate the situation is to Grab not them. put their your arm on them <laughs> yeah. and start yelling at them. You're just an idiot. But it all stemmed for some uh you know, some suspect unsportsmanlike uh stuff. But yet when you're beating a team by double digits, game in hand, don't call a timeout. That's that's Bush League. So uh that's what it's sent for. Uh Juwan Howard should not have thrown a punch as they call it. It was definitely not a punch. It was an it was a slap. It was a big slap. It was a slap. Open hand slap shove to one of the assistant (laughs) coaches. Everyone's freaking out. And then you got, of course, you got Twitter police who are all on this. And Juwan started it, but the 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 Wisconsin coach started it, and blah blah blah. said and and Juwan Howard should be fired and fired for fuck. Come on, (laughs) guys got suspended for giant chunks of the season after the malice in the palace they didn't freaking get booted from the league booted for booted from your coaching gig for an open hand shove no he's probably going to get suspended perhaps probably the rest of the season just because he did escalate that situation and there's all these people saying the coach shouldn't do that blah 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 but dude like i don't like it either but at the same time when the coach is already pissed you if i'm already in a bad mood and you put your arm on me that's not de-escalating the situation it's going to piss me off yeah. Like, come on, put yourself in his shoes. Like, you're going to be pissed too. Yeah, they're both. Twi- being I mean, Twitter police are never the answer. Never, <laughs> ever in any situation. Ever, ever are they going to? Yeah, I don't know. Like these things, people make such a big deal out of them, and I get why it's not great, and it's not something that we should condone in any way. But to me, like this is just a non-starter. 
Like this, oh, yeah, this sure. shit happens in sports all the fucking time, whether it's players or coaches or whatever. It's not excusable. It's definitely not something that we should like highlight as acceptable behavior, but it's certainly not something that we need to overreact to. Yeah. Here's a question for you two, because this is the debate that has come up between me and my colleagues already, and I'm firmly on one side of this, but let's get your takes, is should you just abolish this stupid, because now you know what side of it I'm on, oh, no matter what happens, let's get in the line and shake each other's hands because sportsmanship, I think it's stupid. You know, I what? thought it was I dumb get... when I did it in high school. Yes, if I just got my ass beat. I'm ready to go to the locker room, collect my thoughts, and move on. I don't want to be shaking nobody's hands. At least the NFL does it the right way. So does the NBA, right? The game's over. If you want to go to the locker room, go to the locker room. If you want to walk out and shake your buddy's hand, shake your buddy's hands. But you don't have to shake every single person's hand and put on a fake smile. You know how many times, even in high school, I'm sure, same with you, Eli. How many times in high school... Did you go through that good game, good game, good, good game, game, and all of a sudden you get a game, fuck you, buddy, or something yeah, like that? Yep. Like, like they weren't congenial. They weren't the best, like, the most sportsmanship lines. This, it, punches weren't being thrown, but there were some real freaking assholes in those lines. So when you just got boat raced, when the coach did some borderline unsportsmanlike stuff by calling that timeout, you shouldn't be forced to go sit in a, a, the sportsmanship line. I think that's so antiquated and so stupid. I th- I agree with you. I think it's dumb. The exception to that rule to me will always be at the end of playoff hockey series when they do the line mm-hmm. because it is the exception. They don't do it at every hockey game. Every ho- other hockey game for the rest of the season, they don't do it. But when it's the end of a series in the playoffs, they do it as a like, hey, congratulations, you know, go get them moving forward or whatever. See, but hockey's also like different. That. Hockey's also different, Jamie, because when they get pissed off at each other, they, they just don't have to ball other. it up yeah, until right. the handshake line. They actually <laughs> right. get to fight. They just drop <laughs> gloves and fight each other. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I, 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 I never liked it in high school. I had the same thing in baseball. I'm sure you did on the baseball diamond as well, Chris. Just good game, good game. Fuck yeah. you. Like, what? All the Why? time. All the time. You suck. This Why am like, I doing this? So much, like, <laughs> people would talk more shit than good. And every single good game, good game was disingenuous. And, yeah. and like every once in a while, you get a situation where it was me saying it to another player. Another player saying it to me is like, like you give him an actual long handshake. You'd be like, dude, you pitched a fucking hell of a game, man. Great. Good game, dude. Like that's a real good game, but all the good game, good game, those aren't real. Well, and like again, make it optional. If you want to go give one person like a hey, you like tip cap to you, my guy, for like destroying us. Sure, go ahead and do that. But yeah, I agree with you. So for me, like uh, on the football field, right? You know, you have you know fifty, sixty guys out there sometimes. On each side, you have to go, good game, good game, good game, 50, 60 times, right? And then you can't even take that time to go to the guy who, like, like for me, a personal example, when we played Park Rose High School out of Portland, like, uh, the guy I was going against, it was the most fun I've ever had playing football against somebody. He and I were about equal, right? Um, and we just, like, the whole time, it was back and forth, just like a really good competition um like and it was such a fun game like we were talking shit but like in a, in a good-natured way like all this stuff and then like at the end of the game i just be like good game 
I couldn't even be like, yo, man, that was so much. Like, I couldn't. And, like, so, you know, they, they do the, we do the good game thing. And they just, like, basically go straight to the bus. You don't even get that interaction with the person where you're like, look, man, that was awesome. Like, that was so good. Like, like we got, we got, like, train in the summers, man. Like, kind of stuff. You know, like, you don't even get that. You don't even get the actual good sportsmanship moments. Yep. So. I like yeah, how baseball does it myself. They the, the game's over and they they line up in a line and then sh- shake their own team hands and just give the middle finger to the other guys. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the way it should be done. Yeah, especially on a walk off, the other team has to walk off the field while you're rounding the bases and celebrating. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm not gonna go high five you. Get out of here. Could you imagine that though? Like you just gave up a walk off <laughs> no. home run and then everyone and has to, to get in shake line the guy's and shake hands. hands. Good game, no. good game. What, like you're just asking for a blow up at that point. So yeah. again, I'm not I'm not defending uh, Juwan Howard because he shouldn't have thrown the open hand shove. Uh, but dude, what do you expect when you put uh, you know tempers in those situations where it's just bound to boil over? Well, and so an ego stupid. like his too. Like, come on. Yeah, again, stupid. the argument against it to me is silly. It's 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 a show of good sportsmanship. Chris, you nailed it on the head. It's all disingenuous. Mm-hmm. The only time that I was ever genuine with my good game was when I was playing like my crosstown rivals who I played youth baseball with for like 10 years of my life. Like, yeah, then I was actually saying good game and actually like, but I'd rather have just gone over to their dugout after the game and be like, Hey guys, that was awesome. How are you doing? I don't need to do it in some formal line. Fuck out of here. NFL, you know, like uh, Joe Burrow goes and finds the time to to talk to Patrick Mahomes or something like that. Like the quarterbacks, the the two guys who are more or less battling against each other share the moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's stupid anyway. But at least it gave us something to talk about. (laughs) It did. We're about to head into tournament time. Ducks are on the outside looking in after their absolutely terrible loss to Arizona State on what was that? Then they Wednesday. almost beat Arizona, man. That would have put them right back in the in the hunt. They just they just haven't figured it out this no. year. No, they're young. They're figuring Might it be out. Time to fire Dana Altman and just see if Dan Shut Landing can coach mouth. basketball too. <laughs> Shut your mouth, Chris. You know he probably <laughs> could, but shut up. <laughs> Hey, by the way, by the way, since we're since we're doing really good on this show, bringing things full circle, and, you know, hearkening back, back yeah. to my I'm getting old, so I got blood work done. I'm sitting there, this guy, very, very nice. He was very gentle too, because I got I got some done a week prior, and that lady was I, it's so rough that my whole arm bruised for like a week. Anyway, <laughs> sitting there, jams a needle in my arm, which never feels good when you're getting an actual blood draw. And like as he's pulling the blood, he's like, I'm not even wearing any duck gear. By the way, and all of a sudden he's just like, "So, what do you think about that Dan Landing hire, man?" And like just out of just out of nowhere, Hell I was yeah, like, oh, "The power of Dan Landing already! No duck gear to be seen, no indication that I'm a big sports guy." Hey, <laughs> what do you think about that Dan Landing hire? <laughs> <laughs> it just awesome. goes to show you how much of a college football state Oregon is. But just in general, he either knew he knew you were either a Duck fan or a Beaver fan, and right. both of you are going to know who Dan Lanning is. <laughs> yep, I and knew what side he was on because he had a duck lanyard, so I knew what side he was on. Yeah, but I was wearing like a baseballism T-shirt. There was no indication. Of anything. <laughs> Go Dan Lanning. Go Dan Lanning. I'm excited to see what he does on a full recruiting cycle. I'll tell you that much. Oh man, <laughs> he's going to clean house. All right, NBA. Chris, we're probably just going to hand the reins over to you on this uh, because some stuff happened. 
Eli and I's uh, NBA knowledge is notably lacking. Some stuff happened in the National Basketball Association. Trade deadline. And boy, howdy, was it a roller coaster. It might have been the most entertaining <laughs> trade deadline I've ever been a part of, even though I really wasn't covering it, because I'm still unemployed for all you listeners out there who have hiring power. <laughs> but let's just go right to what you guys do know. Names you do know. Ben Simmons, after an entire season of lobbying and wanting to get out of Philadelphia, finally got out of Philadelphia. Daryl Morey, who flexed on him the whole time and had been turning down offers since last offseason, got what he wanted. And James Harden got what he wanted, got out of Brooklyn. So the, the swap was James Harden uh, and Paul Millsap to Philadelphia, Seth Curry and Ben Simmons over to the Brooklyn Nets. I think it's a good trade for both, but that was... That was the big one. That's a blockbuster. I mean, that's two all-NBA guys that can drastically change the, the standings out there in the East. Uh, ben Simmons yet to play. Uh, James Harden hasn't either, still getting in shape. But that, that's a that's a game-changer. That's a game-changer for me. Um, what do you guys think? Um, so, first of all, yeah, I saw that trade, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's crazy. Like, um, I, I, I don't really have super high opinions of James Harden, especially after the new rule implementations. Like he's, he lacks what makes him, what made him great over the last five, six years, which was being able to get to the free throw line. He can't do that as much because it's not as chippy. So his efficiency on the court has been pretty, uh, he's no longer that superstar, right? Oh yeah. Um, and, and like, obviously Ben Simmons refuses to shoot. So I don't really have high opinions on either of those two. So when it's like a huge blockbuster, trade, I was like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like you're kind of, I don't, I don't really know who wins that one. Right. <laughs> so I also, I did see that the Sacramento Kings don't want to win again. <laughs> yeah. trade. Well, I mean, this is an interesting trade since you brought that up. First off, I think the winner of the Philadelphia Nets trade is to be determined as yeah, dumb as that, that sounds I, it's, uh, because the winner as it stands right now to me is Philadelphia because James Harden I think is going to play very very well next to Joel Embiid he's going to be still a star in this league no matter what his efficiency numbers say he is a guy who can take the scoring load off Joel Embiid um, they got guys on the team who can play defense like Tyrell Maxey, like Tobias Harris, like Joel Embiid. It's going to take anything off of James Harden. He's not going to have to step up and play since he never does anyway. He's going to need to score. So right now the winner is uh, Philadelphia. In the long run, the, the winner can be the Brooklyn Nets. If Ben Simmons comes back and plays like his old self, he'll be fine. He doesn't need to go shoot the ball like crazy. He's going to be a distributor. He's going to get rebounds. He's their Draymond Green, but just more athletic. Where, where it becomes to be determined is what they get out of Kyrie. Can Kyrie become the leader that they need? Can Kyrie play a full season? Does he? Does New York change its rules? Does he get vaccinated? What not? Because until he decides to, you know, finds a way to get on the court more, they're never going to be as good as they can be. So right now, to be determined, but the Sixers won it early on. Now back to Sacramento. What what you got, Jamie? I just wanted to point out that um Doc Rivers traded his stepson in that trade. <laughs> and that is a ballsy move. Because <laughs> Doc I, Rivers I traded his son before. So Doc Rivers true. don't that's give true. a fuck. <laughs> I, I just I don't I don't know his daughter, but 
I don't know. I'm guessing Doc she Rivers, wasn't exactly thrilled about. Oh, Doc that. Rivers made a joke about uh, I'm Seth sure he about did. how how the the only reason he even <laughs> traded for him he goes I didn't want him. I just wanted to be closer to my grandkids. My grandkids, yeah. <laughs> like, like, which is just it's 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 a it's a great it's a great anyway. Answer, but it's Brooklyn. That, it's, that it's, I did see about yeah, that trade, so Brooklyn. I just thought it's that like was a three fun. hour train ride. So it's fine. Now, True. Sacramento is interesting. They get rid of. Marvin Bagley, who has been disgruntled and wanted out for a while, but then the big one was getting rid of getting rid of Tyrese Halliburton, that everyone liked, was kind of the future at that that tweener. He's kind of a point guard, shooting guard for them. Get rid of him, bring in uh, Demontis Sabonis, Baby Sabus, as he's known here in in Portland, uh, son of the great legendary Arvita Sabonis. You say it proves they don't want to win. I love the deal. I don't know what the hate is on our Vita Sub- or, uh, DeMontis Sabonis. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not the best defender, but he's a guy. He's going to play the four. He's going to play the five. He's going to get you twenty and ten every single night. Pairs well against uh, next to De'Aaron Fox. Pairs well with Harrison Barnes. They continue to make some moves. They can get themselves going in the I just, right direction. I, like, so I, I, I think like it's it. more the fact that like they got rid of like ninety percent of their scoring, right? Because like Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald. As well, and I mean Tristan Thompson, but like Tristan Thompson is—I mean, he is what he is. He's not a giant yeah, yeah, yeah. scorer. Uh, Buddy Heald has been in and out of that lineup for years. He's been the starter. He's been the bench guy. He wrote the bench so that uh, Bogdanovich could start. He has never really gelled with that lineup. Um, he's not like their go-to scorer when you watch a game. Like He gets points, but they want to get the ball to Halliburton. They want to get De'Aaron Fox going. Um, so he's just never been the number one priority guy. He's a high-efficiency three-point shooter, but for, but for what everything he brings to the table, he's getting paid like 25 mil. It's a lot of money for, for overall all lack of skill set he is he's a very very good shooter not a ton else that he does um so and demontis is he's gonna go get you 25 points a night so you're still gonna get your scoring from sabonis i i like the move myself how that i the move is okay to me like i don't really have many opinions either way i just want to know how a 2027 second round pick gets thrown into that mix that is five fucking years from now. That's on the Nets trade, yeah. Nope, that's on this Pacers uh Kings trade. Are you- Pacers are trading Sabonis, uh Lamb and Holiday I see a, I see and a twenty twenty seven second round pick to the Kings for Halliburton Heald. I see and a twenty twenty three second round. Yeah, twenty twenty three second round on the Kings. This okay, so it's a typo on ESPN because it says twenty twenty seven. You can yeah. still get rid. Of, you can you can still get you can still get rid of those. I think it's. I mean, that puts you at twenty twenty seven is five. Yeah, I think I do think the number is five. I think you can trade like five that, years out. Is that's, when you that's crazy what the Nets to got? Me, the so. Nets got are uh, the Nets got Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, a twenty twenty two first round and a twenty twenty seven first round. Yeah. See, that makes a little more sense if you're also throwing in a recent one. Yeah. So this is a typo. Is the it does say 2027? I'm not just reading it, but but uh, but it's it's a I mean second round picks are candy, dude. They're bought for money on draft night, so they're not very valuable. First round picks are really draft picks in any sport that's not the NFL just aren't that valuable. It seems like basketball maybe picks, lottery picks basketball picks are within about the first 20 and the lottery would be 15 and up um or down 15 to 1 um but uh yeah first round picks they can, you can get away with something because you get talent second round picks they're just candy and the biggest difference is first round first round picks are guaranteed money second round picks 
Um, you can sign those guys to two way contracts and, and different kind of deals. You can save money on the back end. So yeah, those are like candy. They're bought and sold all the freaking time and thrown in. Um, excuse me, taking it to Oregon local ties. Our boy, our boy, bull bull got traded from the nuggets to the Detroit Pistons. The Detroit Pistons voided the deal because he failed his physical. A couple days later, the nuggets traded bull bull to the Celtics. And shortly after being traded to the Celtics, Bull Bull was traded <laughs> to the Orlando Magic. And, and it must be an Oregon Duck thing because if you guys recall, recall this was way back in the, you know, like, this was, I have to look up the exact date, but it had to be like 2010-ish, 2009, whatever, when former Oregon Duck great Luke Ridenauer got traded like six times in one day. So <laughs> it's an Oregon Duck thing, but poor Bull Bull, as as much of a unicorn as he is, cannot find a home. What's the deal? I I, th- I don't think he has the stature to survive an NBA season. He couldn't survive a college season, right? He was out the uh, the he missed March Madness for the Ducks the one year he played at Oregon. Uh, could never get consistent playing time in Denver. You know, he was consistently trying to put on weight. Then it was noted that he was trying to do so here. He just can't. It's just hard for guys that are that tall and gangly to survive an NBA uh, season. So I think that's the problem for him. And I 100% agree. I like like his skill set, but he is not NBA built. He's just, he's just not, and his, he, he's built the same way as his dad. His dad was even ganglier, but his dad was a true unicorn. I mean, not to discount anything Bull Bull's done, but Manute Bull was a freaking stud. Bull Bull's just not. Um, could he find a spot? Maybe, but at, at this point, it, it's going to be hard. You got to stay It's healthy. a very specific role player type position that mm-hmm. he has to play, and it's, going to be limited minutes he's never going to be a consistent contributor all-star type player yeah absolutely and just which again sucks because his skill set's awesome yeah and the thing is though he's not the duck that i like the most the duck that i like the most and i would love to get in portland is our boy uh, chris boucher so I was going to say the same thing. I was going to so say talented. the same thing. The only reason yeah. he, his per 36 minutes are just as good as Pascal Siakam's. He just doesn't get a ton of minutes because he plays the exact same position and style as Pascal Siakam. But he is very good. And harking back, it was 2015, by the way. Uh, Luke Ridenauer was a member of the Magic. He got traded to the Memphis Grizzlies. A day later, he got traded from Memphis to Charlotte. Later that day, he got traded from Charlotte to Oklahoma City. And then five days later, he got traded from Oklahoma City to Toronto. <laughs> Jesus, so he got what traded a whirlwind. Four, yeah, he got crazy. traded four times in six days. The <laughs> last one we'll talk about, there was a lot of deals to go down, but none of them just as big. But the last one we'll talk about is the Blazers completely blowing it up. They decided they were done. They sent three of their five starters out of town and a ton of their bench as well. Norman Powell and Robert Covington went to uh, the Clippers for Justice Winslow, Eric Bledsoe, who will likely be a contract dump uh, later or used to match salary. His contract is non-guaranteed next year. Um, Was a great pickup for the Clippers until Norman Powell broke his foot. And then even bigger news was they later trade uh, franchise cornerstone CJ McCollum, as well as Larry Nance Jr. to the New Orleans Pelicans for Josh Hart, um, Nikhil uh, Alexander-Walker, Thomas Sadoransky, and Didi uh, Luzada. And then they flipped 
Alexander Walker to Utah for Elijah Hughes and Joe Ingles. Um, but the CJ McCollum era is over. A lot of Blazer fans think that the Blazers did not get enough in return for CJ McCollum. I do not believe so. I think they got very much in line with his market value. And Josh Hart is a stud. He can be a piece uh, for this team if they build it right. He's going to be a good rotation player or a spot starter if they need him. But the CJ McCollum, Damian Lillard era is over. And as much as that has been talked about for years, it still feels weird that it's yeah, it, it it definitely like when I saw the CJ trade, like my initial reaction was like, "What the fuck is happening?" But you know, I see like we've been seeing this writing on the wall for the last two years, right? That we've seen that the Blazers need to change something. Something needed to change. They needed to rebuild something in order to try to get themselves over the hump. They like they just needed something, and so I wasn't necessarily super surprised by it. Um, like I don't follow the NBA super in depth, so like the guys were getting a return, I was like. Okay, like, seems like you could have gotten more, but I that is something that I'm not sure of. The weirdest thing to me is right now they're playing basically a G League starting team, and they've won four in a row going into the All-Star break, including beating the Lakers, the Bucks, the Grizzlies. <laughs> in well, those four wins. Hear me out. They beat the Lakers, who are a dumpster fire. They beat the Knicks, who are a dumpster fire. They beat the Bucks without Giannis Antetokounmpo, which makes a huge difference because mm-hmm. the very next night Giannis played and he scored 50, 50 points on 21 shots. It was the third most efficient 50-point game in NBA history. He is the Greek freak for a reason. So they beat them at like half strength. The Grizzlies win, that's a big win because Jaw was playing, the team looked good, and they beat him. But of those four wins... One of them would be considered quality, quote, air quotes. But still, Ant, Anthony Simon's looking like an absolute baller. He's putting up yes. Dame Lillard type numbers. He's uh, The Blazers have tweeted videos. He's playing a very similar game. Like he's the exact same step back, the exact same crossovers. He's learned a lot from Dame. That's why they ended up trading Dame, uh, Norman Powell and CJ McCollum and Robert Covington to free up some money so they can give that money to Ant. Looks like the future of the Blazers is a Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons backcourt. And then people get upset. They go, isn't that just rehashing Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum? Yes, but no. Difference is, Anthony Simons uh, does have more defensive potential than CJ McCollum. But the biggest difference is, he's probably going to net somewhere around 20 mil or a little bit more on the open market. Some people put him at about 25. I think he's at the 20 mil number myself. And either way, that's 10 to $15 million cheaper than CJ McCollum, which opens up your books a little bit more to build around you. So it's uh, not necessarily a bad move. Just sucks to see it end like that. And, you know, Jamie probably hates CJ McCollum because of game seven in 2019 when he absolutely decimated the, the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> I'm not a big fan for that reason. <laughs> However, um, for me as an outsider, right, not a not a Blazers fan and not super invested, um, this was an, a necessary evil, if you will, for Blazers fans. Um, it it just what something was missing in Portland, and it, you know it's great to have two players the caliber of Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. But it just clearly wasn't going to work that way. Um, I liken it to the Avalanche trading Matt Duchesne uh, once Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen came up. Something wasn't jiving in the locker room. There's only so many pucks to be passed around, proverbially, right? 
Um, and much like that in Portland, uh, there's only one basketball and Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum cannot both have the basketball at the same time. So you need complementary pieces, not two pieces that are going to command the ball like those two do. And it just wasn't going to work. So, uh, I can't speak to the value that they got because I don't know much about the NBA in general, but to me, it, it was something that needed to happen. Yeah, for those of you who think they didn't get enough, hit me up on Twitter, join the Just Two Fans Discord, call me out, and I'll tell you why that they definitely got in line with what his open market value was. If they would have traded him in 2018, 2019, completely different story. If this was their return three years ago, they got fleeced. But now the the NBA has changed drastically in over a handful of years, and you can plug and play so many shooting guards and go get 15, 20 points a night. So it drastically hurt his trade value. They got perfectly in line with what they should have got. So anyway, as we're talking about player movement, though, we can talk about future player movement. What do you think about LeBron James basically telling the rest of the league that in about two, three years, this is exactly how you get me to sign with you no matter what. When he said, I want to play my final year with my son, Bronny. So whoever basically drafts Bronny, uh, that's where I'm going to go play. I I think it's, if you have the ability to do that as a father, I don't fault you at all. Yeah, not even cool. a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think it's, LeBron James may not be a lot of people's favorite athlete, but this cannot be something you fault him for at no. all. I don't fault him for it, but I'm going to fault the NBA for it because it's a good story. It's fun, but the NBA is not going to come down on him for it, but they're going to come down on him. If he would have said, yeah, I really want to play with Damian Lillard. They'll be like, oh, that's tampering. That's tampering. It's not tampering to tell the 30 teams in the NBA that, hey, if you draft my son, you're basically guaranteed to get me in free agency. And if any indication of LeBron James, what he's going to be like in three years when he's 40 years old, uh, he's 37 right now and having arguably one of the best years of his career. He's the Tom Brady of the NFL. He's (laughs) aging very, very slowly. And I would highly doubt that at age 40 that it's going to be his last year because he has plenty left in the tank as well. So you just basically gave every team the blueprint on how to sign him in the offseason at absolutely a low cost. And he, you also, he also basically just guaranteed his son the number one overall draft pick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Some people project him as a, as a mid-second rounder, uh, which is he interesting. He definitely made him a first rounder guaranteed. I don't know about that. I think what's interesting, Jamie, is the fact that that the, the Brawny is currently projected as about a mid-second rounder, which could easily go either way. You could increase that value. You could decrease that value. Now what LeBron has done in the, the absolute pure business side of this guy where he's so smart is he has guaranteed that his son does not fall. He has guaranteed that his son does not go from mid-second round dra- uh, pick to End of the second round or undrafted. He has guaranteed that Brawny gets drafted at some point. Like I think it guarantees him a first round choice. You're telling me that a team that hasn't just won the championship isn't just going to take that number 30 pick and pick Brawny just so they can have LeBron also? Well, it depends on what kind of player he is in four years. Like four years, he could take a steep decline in four years. We don't know. Right, like Chris, like Chris said, like he's aging slowly. I think you want LeBron, no matter doing, how you have him. He's doing well, 
and he's having one of the best years of his career, but that could change next year. Especially in the NBA, I'm not discounting that. I think you want, and especially you want Dad LeBron on your team, basically no matter what. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, he gives you a lot of veteran experience and like Be- leadership. You're basically signing him as a coach at that point yeah. on a player saying, contract. If the guy's a mid second round pick, are you really going to waste the thirtieth pick on him in the first round? Because the first thirtieth pick in the first round means guaranteed money. For like it's like a two or three year contract. So it depends how LeBron's playing, but if LeBron's playing anywhere close to how he's playing now, yes, I am absolutely doing that. I would too, because LeBron is people don't want and to it admit also, it, but he's playing at an MVP level. He's a and you also are coming off a championship at that point. Mm-hmm. So what do you have to lose? Really, you already have a superstar, great roster. Like you got nothing to lose. Yes, I'm wasting a, a first round draft be, pick on. It's gonna that. be epic when the Golden State Warriors select Bronny. Oh my after, god! Don't even do the, that. Don't after do that. All the wars they had. LeBron don't, signs with Steph and the Warriors. Don't do that. <laughs> Just no. Stop. All right, moving on. You wrote All Star Game down here too, but no one gives a fuck. So we're that's not why I wanted to talk that. about it. No, I want to talk about it because. Should we even have all-star games? Yes. Period. Yes. No. But not in their current format. As I told you guys before we started recording, the NBA all-star game needs to be turned into MTV Rock and Jock. <laughs> Slam ball. There you go. Put a trampoline in there. I don't Fuck give a fuck. yeah, dude. That'd be sick. Put some, put, like, I, want, I want Rock and Jock. I want like a 50 point circle at half core and different circles worth different points. I want a 20 foot rim that they can shoot. that's worth a hundred. I want like the last two minutes of the quarter that they put in a different ball and every bucket's worth double. Like I, I want every rock and jock thing possible and, and mix it up too. Like if you're going to go full rock and jock, like call in some of the old, like American gladiators having sitting there with those giant <laughs> shooting freaking, tennis balls at them. <laughs> yeah. Shooting tennis balls at them or, you know, sitting there with their like, sticks or whatever that they beat people with like oh yeah have some fun so yeah i want to see i want to see lebron going up for a dunk and they get hit in the temple with a tennis ball like this hell like, yeah give me the entertainment man it'd be so fun yeah in its I, current I, form no it's boring it's any of it's them not fun to watch no i mean i don't maybe baseball maybe but like i don't know i attended last year's all-star game baseball and i thoroughly enjoyed myself yeah so i think baseball is okay to, I think it's harder to um, mail it in. Yeah, the phone it in for baseball, right? Like you still have to throw the pitch. You still, I mean, you don't have to throw super hard, but like, like in, uh, in you don't want to throw a football, meatball like, and get a yeah. In basketball and football, you're just like they're just like it's barely even a th- like they're just like, I mean, it's like a shoot around for f- basketball, right? And like hockey. Well, let me see what the final score was for this the All Star game here. It was a lot. I it mean, was in a the lot third quarter, there were it was 163 to 160. That's yeah, not entertaining. That's how they all go. It's not entertaining. The draft, the the draft for this was more entertaining than the actual event. Yeah. Did you see what? Did you see what Kevin Durant did yes. in the draft for it? It's funny shit. I thought that was pretty I great. Know, LeBron's reaction like was better. Dude in the world, but that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> it was phenomenal, and LeBron's reaction was even better. <laughs> Puts a clipboard in front of his face to hide I, his yeah. I, I, you know, I think I need some size here. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, listener. For those who don't know. Um, what happened is, as James Harden was getting traded, this draft was going on, or he had just been traded. Just been, and, yeah. And it was him and Igudala. No, 
Who was, yeah. Who was who, yeah? Was it Iguodala? Was the for guy what? for the two people who uh, Kevin Durant had to choose from? No, no, no. It was uh, Rudy Gobert and James. Rudy Hart. Gobert, was, yeah. yeah, it was Rudy Gobert. Uh, what Rudy... year are you living in? Fucking Andre Iguodala. I, 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 I knew that was wrong, bro. <laughs> I, for some reason, God. I in my head. Well, I'm right there with you because I agreed with you at first. <laughs> God, it was Rudy Gobert. It was Rudy Gobert. Um, and uh, so, and it was it was Harden or um, Gobert, and like you could just see the tension in the room, and Kevin Durant started making out. He's like, "Oh well, I think I need to go with some size here." And he just kind of went off on like these dumb excuses that everybody knew he just didn't want to draft James Harden after all the things that they've been through in Brooklyn. It also made it funnier because for like the last two or three All Star games, Rudy Gobert had been picked last, so it was just like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, change it up a little bit as it's current format. It's boring. All right, last I mean, NBA the- topic because no, that's enough All Star game. Screw it. It's stupid. It was 160 to who gives a fuck. Uh, I'm just saying all of them suck, really. Like, hockey's is like 10 to 7 final. Like, the the Pro Bowl's a joke. Baseball's the only one that's ever competitive. So, I, uh, just really, re- baseball, though, the home run derby, I think, needs to go back to the 10 out thing, not the timed thing. I agree with you. They get, they get so exhausted trying to see July. how many jocks they can get. Like, Especially up here. At yeah. altitude, it was yeah. it was gnarly. Yeah. Those guys were huffing and puffing. Right, like how many how many cuts can I get in two minutes? No, just give them ten outs. Have fun. It wasn't broke. Why did you try to fix it, you idiots? I I agree. Although I gotta right, say, anyway. you know, the, that year with like Todd Frazier, and um, it was the first was year they had this timed. Yeah, yeah, it was the first year they had this timed one, and it was entertaining as fuck because it came down to literally the last second, and Frazier smoked that one at home to the left field. Like that was fucking cool, and you don't, you wouldn't necessarily, you you would still get that with a ten with a ten out thing, but that was that was awesome. So I, I see both sides as a as it's a not fairly bad. new like the new time one's not bad at all. Yeah, as a fairly new baseball fan, I don't care either way, but I love the home run derby. What you do, what you do is is get rid of all the kids out there shagging balls, and let's say. Let's say it's a, a player from the Rockies versus a player from the Red Sox, the final in the home run derby. Well, when the Red, when 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 the Rockies player is up there, then the you have Red Sox outfielders, and for every home run they rob, it takes a home run away. <laughs> like, like then I want to see some sick home run robs along the way too. That's it. Anyway, neither here nor there. Real quick, last NBA topic. The ha- we're at the halfway point, the midpoint of the season, even though it's three quarters of the way through. Who are your real contenders? I got mine, but who do you guys think who don't watch the NBA? Who do you have contending for the NBA Finals? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Me neither, man. Especially in the East, it's such a clusterfuck, for lack of a better think, term, in the out East of the right West, now. West, I think I'm going to take Golden State. Um, it's it like I know they're not in first right now. They're six point six and a half games out of first, but like. How do you bet against Steph and Clay in the postseason? 
Yeah, Golden State's look good. The Phoenix Suns have been the best team in basketball this year, but unfortunately, prior to the All-Star game, it was announced that Chris Paul is going to be out for six to eight weeks with a broken bone in his hand. Um, Reevaluated in six to eight weeks, and he's been a huge factor for that. Memphis has looked phenomenal. Uh, My preseason pick was the Utah Jazz. They've been up and down, but they're still good. I mean, 36 and 22. Um, but yeah, the the West looks like, especially with the Chris Paul injury, looks like Golden State might be the favorite. Um, gosh, Memphis has looked so damn good though. Um, but it does feel good to see both Clipper, uh, the Lakers, and the Clippers down there in the play in right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm sticking also, with the Nuggets, I also, it all. Hey, I feel so sticking bad with for, my pick. I feel bad for Nugget fan man, and this is I, I, this is a, a testament to. People who who argue the whole Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic thing, like I like Joel Embiid a lot, but I'm going to take Nikola Jokic every single time over him. The fact that they're the sixth seed and still could make noise in the playoffs without Michael Porter Jr., without Jamal Murray, who is again, I hate to use the the overused term, but majorly underrated by casual basketball fan. The dude is a phenomenal point guard. If they're a fully healthy team, they're top tier team in the, in the Western conference. No doubt about it. Um, and anytime you got Nikola Jokic, you're going to win games because he's a fucking stud. Um, looking like a chewed yeah. up piece of bubble gum out there too. It's just, <laughs> it's just unfortunate. Hey man, he gives hope to the rest of yeah. us. All right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, Warriors. East the Eastern Conference is a cluster, but it, it's it's still Milwaukee's to lose. They're in fifth place, but they're only two and a half games back. And as long as you have Giannis in the playoffs, you're going to win basketball games. Yeah. Um, the wild card in that is we know how good the Heat can be. Um, but the wild card is definitely Chicago because DeMar DeRozan is having some of the best seasons the Chicago Bulls have seen since Michael Jordan left town. He's absolutely phenomenal. But I still think it's it's Milwaukee's to lose in the Eastern Conference. Did anybody see Cleveland being good at all? Because no. I, I didn't. No, but they are. This is a, a key to, to team ball. I mean, they don't have anyone yeah, who's right. just absolutely jumping out at you and like that's the best that, that's a top 10 player in the league they don't but but uh guys like Colin Sexton and Darius Garland has had a hell of a year and Jared Allen uh just kind of lucked his way in the All-Star game but who gives a fuck he made the All-Star game Jared Allen's been a phenomenal acquisition for them because you know Brooklyn gave up on him so you love it they're playing they're just playing good team ball good team ball man you love it uh, Bickerstaff down there phenomenal job so, yeah, Cleveland as a fourth seed, nobody saw coming. They started a little bit of a hot streak early on, and it was like, yeah, this is going to fizzle out. They're not going to sustain this. But if you would have told anybody that come All-Star break, the Cleveland Cavaliers would be ahead of the Bucks, Celtics, Raptors, and Nets. Oh, and the Hawks, who were in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, yeah, nobody's believing you. Phenomenal run. Which is why you know this. what's going to happen is the fucking Cleveland Cavaliers are going to draft Brawny and then they're going to get LeBron and then LeBron's going to be like, well, if I'm here you got to get rid of this Darius Garland guy who's playing good and bring in my friend Carmelo Anthony who's 55 years old now. <laughs> and uh, I know Jared Allen's a five-time All-Star, but I really want Dwight Howard here again. And it, it, Anderson Verizhao was here when I was here. Really liked playing with him. Love Anderson get him Verizhao. over here. So, yeah, that's what's going to happen when... when they go draft brawny. Nice. Anyway, that's all I got. My wheelhouse like is it. over. Back to you guys. 
We don't have much more. Just want to quickly touch on the NHL because the Avalanche are continuing their absolute tear right now. They are 8-1-1 in their last 10, and previous to that, they were on a uh, like 14-game win streak. So they're just tearing it up right now, and it is fun in Denver, at least on the hockey side of things. We talked about the basketball. Yeah, stuff. see, I was, I was real excited to watch hockey this year, and then the Kraken are ass, so. They are really bad. So, it's hard to watch, so I haven't really watched much hockey. <laughs> so. You watch the Avs, because they are not hard to watch. Man, they are fun. True. Holy shit, they're fun. True. That's all I got for hockey, because all I watch is the Avs, so. <laughs> Let's play hockey. I just, I, they need to get past the second round. They've been eliminated in the second round the last two years. They need to get over the hump. I feel like this is the team to do it, but you felt that for I'm the not going to get too well. hyped. I'm not going to get hyped <laughs> until they actually do it. It feels different this year. Like they're going on runs that they just look unbeatable, but they still have to go. Like, I mean, you playoff know, hockey, like the Stanley Cup's the hardest trophy to win in sports. So uh, anything can fucking happen. Still have to beat the Vegas Golden Knights, you know? <laughs> Most likely. Unfortunately. Yeah. Total thorn. Those fucks in Those the desert. Those fucks in the desert. Don't sleep on a late season crack it, crack and run, guys. Okay? I'm, I'm surprised they don't have the E next I'm, to their name already. I'm surprised they're not eliminated. <laughs> they're, they have less than half. 31. <laughs> they have less than half the points that the Avs have. Oh, they're so bad. Yikes! Plus three. I would say don't sleep on my Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay, they're poised to make noise. Poised to make noise. Yeah, fun. they're they're over. Yeah, they're up there. Jean Claude. I don't know Van anything Dam. about him. I can't. Jean Claude Van Damme just announced that he's going to retire <laughs> from acting, and his greatest role was in Sudden Death, which made me a Pittsburgh Penguin fan. So it's their year, baby. It's their year. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> sure. Whatever floats your boat. What? I don't watch enough hockey, but when I do, I'm a Pittsburgh Penguin fan. Sure, why not? Why not, you know? No wonder you get... like Pittsburgh sports colors and things. Yeah. Like I told you, though, the only reason Blame. I like them because of sudden, de- sudden Death as a kid. Great movie. I do hate, I, I do hate hockey, though, because probably told this a million times but as a kid i'd play espn national hockey night on my super nintendo mm-hmm. and my buddy nice. would always go be the san jose sharks which is like my second favorite hockey team the abs are there as my third because i've only seen i've sold, told this on the podcast before i've only seen two hot like nhl games in person and they've been both in the Avs games yeah it was yeah and uh but it was abs versus sharks and abs versus flyers but um Anyway, as a kid, I'd play that game. My buddy would be the Sharks. I wanted to be the Portland Winterhawks, and I'd get pissed. I'd scroll through the teams, and then I'd go, oh, there they are. And then it was the fucking Chicago Blackhawks. And I'd get pissed that there was a logo (laughs) in there that looked like the Winterhawks, but it wasn't the Winterhawks. I didn't know the difference between the NHL and the WHL. I didn't know that the Winterhawks were freaking minor league. And he'd get mad at me. He's like, just pick a team. I'm like, I'm looking for the Winterhawks. And I'd scroll and scroll and scroll. And like, I finally just say, fuck it, and go with the Blackhawks because they had the same uniform. But I I did not know the difference. And I would get so frustrated as a little kid that I couldn't find the Portland Winterhawks in the video game. 
I always played with that Wayne Gretzky 98. I always played as the San Jose Sharks, always, exclusively. No, that's not true. Everyone's thought I played the Anaheim Ducks. But, you know? I obviously played with the Avs. Clearly. Yeah. Especially because back then the Avs were fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, that's back when they had Brandon Brandon Roy's cousin in goal. <laughs> I was about to reach through the computer and punch you, and I might do Patrick it. Anyway. Roy. <laughs> Patrick, Patrick Roy. Roy. <laughs> really, we should we should have been calling him Brandon Wall. Brandon Wall. <laughs> nice, we did it. We did we're it. Back in action, I don't even baby. know whose buzzer beater it is. I think we're going to give it to Eli. He's got some pent up aggression from his target line. <laughs> so, listener, thank you for tuning in. Eli's not happy with me. <laughs> uh, we love you. Thank you for being patient with us. Hopefully, you can start your week on a bright note here uh, with the podcast. Until next time, Eli, take us away. My buzzer beater is how the fuck does it take you 10 goddamn minutes to scan your two bags of Skittles and pay? Doesn't make sense. You're dumb. You hill person. You garbage person. Get better. Be better. Learn to read. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Deuces. (laughs) 